Robertson, Van Dijk carries on into the penalty area. There's the cross, surely 2-0. It's a terrific goal and it's Sadio Mane and it's yet another assist for Andrew Robertson. Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Talk Liverpool. Hope you guys had a great weekend and uh, the weekend was started off in a great way. Uh, Friday night football is a really good for, particularly if you win, setting the weekend up on the right kind of level and, and on a high and uh, Liverpool very much did that on Friday night. It was a five-star performance with with goals from, from the strikers and uh, yeah, it was just a really good performance that going into a really big week for us um, was just the type of performance that we needed. The game was made almost too easy in, in the first kind of 15 seconds when Huddersfield were kind of misplaced a pass at the back and, and Naby Keita um, kind of got in from Mo Salah assist and kind of played it past the goalkeeper and from that moment you thought this is going to go one of two ways we're, you know we're either going to absolutely batter these guys and it'll be too easy and we might start getting complacent or it might they might tighten up and it might just be a one nil and then we would kind of take it easy but um, very much throughout the game we, we kept our foot on the gas which was good to see um, because you know you may think that um, Klopp might maybe take some plays off or, or try and get them playing with a little less intensity just based on the games we have remaining and, and the kind of the, the enormity of the games we still have left in the season. But they kept their foot to the gas, which I think was great to see. And I'll touch a bit more later on in this episode about why I thought that was so good. Um, but we built on that first that first early goal from, from Naby Keita. Um, and we scored, second, we scored a second goal kind of midway through the first half when Andy Robertson had tons of space on the left. Uh, to cross a ball in and Sadi Amani again free kind of just outside the six yard area to head down and low into the ground um, which he's been doing really well because when you kind of head down into the ground it's so much more difficult for the goalkeeper to both get the direction and go low um, so it was a great header from Sadi Amane uh, to make it 2-0 and then just before half time uh, in the stoppage time at the end of the first half Alexander-Arnold from about the halfway line kind of chipped the ball in uh, behind the defence uh, Mo Salah came running in on his one of his you know, well-known uh, right-to-in to runs. Um, the keeper came rushing out. I'm not sure why the keeper did that, but Mo Salah chipped the goalkeeper. Um, and so we went into halftime 3-0 up. And I thought that really kind of was, that last goal, particularly the Salah goal, I think just knocked the stuffing out of, of Huddersfield. I think they were already kind of a bit um, <laughs> downtrodden, shall we say, you know, having conceded in 15 seconds. They obviously came with a game plan. They've been working on something. You know, even though they got relegated, these are professional footballers they pride themselves on you know their work ethic and their their organization and things like that and um i think yeah their their confidence really hit but i think that that goal just for half time really put the nail in the coffin and uh, you kind of knew that in the second half um it was going to be one of these performances where we had all of the ball um and uh yeah and it turned out that way um Huddersfield caused one or two problems i wouldn't say nothing nothing normal nothing more than you would expect um in a game but um but yeah, no, we controlled we controlled the ball really well, um, and we then went on to score a fourth goal in the second half um, across from Jordan Henderson to the back post, um, and Sadio Mane with a great header. And I don't think people appreciate. I don't think it's been appreciated that how impressive the header from uh, Sadio Mane was. He was kind of backing away, and he was able to twist his head and get the power in the ball to get it to the other side of the goal, um, past the goalkeeper. I thought it was an incredible header. And he's, he must have been working on heading or something because, um, you know, he scored a lot of headed goals this season. And then it was wrapped up um, in terms of scoring-wise, at least, 
um, when Shakiri kind of played the ball through to to Robertson. You know, it was in the 85th minute or something, and Robertson's still up, you know, bombing down, making great runs, uh, squared the ball for the most high to kind of tap into an empty, empty net. So it was a, a great kind of five-star performance in Liverpool. Um, it was also great uh, to see Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain back. Um, he's been almost a year, I think, or just over a year actually, since um, since his injury against Man City in the Champions League. Um, and you could tell both the players and the, and the crowd and the atmosphere, and I think Liverpool fans on Twitter and stuff were so, so kind of happy and grateful to see him back because he, one, is such a character, and also he got injured at such a cruel time last season where he was just really, really starting to show show some kind of real, real promise, uh, particularly the goals he scored against Man City, both in the Champions League and the Premier League. Um, he was just kind of developing into the team, and he's obviously got a great personality, and he gets on well with everyone, and I think um, that makes him a really kind of exciting player to, to have on your team. So that really helped. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how much Klopp uses him in the next couple of games. Um, I, I wouldn't expect to see Oxlade Chamberlain starting any of the remaining games, um, but it'll be interesting to see how he's used, uh, particularly if the likes of Henderson and Cater um, are going to be kind of playing the majority of the remaining kind of five or six, or sorry, yeah, five-ish games, hopefully if we get to the Champions League final um, games left. It'll be interesting to see how Oxlade Chamberlain is used, but um, but yeah, so it was a it was a fantastic performance both in terms of the goals, in terms of getting Oxlade Chamberlain, um, you know, give him some a good game to get back into it and kind of get the flow of the game, um, and it was good for our confidence. Obviously, going into the Barcelona game, um, going in on a high, players feeling good about themselves, um, the crowd feeling good about the players. You know, there was just a really good atmosphere. You could tell even from watching it on TV, there was just a really good atmosphere, um, and that I think is really positive going into uh, the Barcelona game. The couple of points uh, I want to touch on today are, are kind of around two players I've, you know, we've talked about a lot this season, but but Mane and Henderson. Um, and the first point around Mane is, uh, I've mentioned this quite a few times, and the reason I've mentioned it quite a few times is because I think that if we do win the league, or even if we finish second, so much of it will have been because of Mane's contribution. You know, yeah, he's, he's you know, I think he's second, Second or first? Well, uh, him and him and Salah are first and second in in the um, Golden Boot race, and his goals in January and February, when Mo Salah was having his drought, were so important to us um, in terms of keeping kind of the victories going um, and actually getting us some of the draws where we didn't play so well and we we conceded as well. And I think he's very he very very much deserved his place in the uh, PFA Team of the Year. I think if, if you were to choose one of Mane or Salah to be in that team, for me, it has to be Mane this season um, because he's been so, so important to us. And um, I think he's still got a big role to play uh, in, the, in the coming games that we have, uh, both in the Champions League and the Premier League. The The other point about Henderson that I wanted to make is that um, we saw Henderson with a great assist for for Mane's second goal um, against Huddersfield. And it's, it's great to see... Now, I've spoken before about, you know, enjoying Henderson enjoying Jordan Henderson playing in this new role of his but it's really refreshing to see him also kind of get some assists now um, he's always had good set piece delivery and he you know he strikes the ball relatively clean and now that he has the opportunity to play further up the pitch um, where he has the opportunity to uh, you know actually assist and play that final ball into one of the into one of the front three um, a lot further up the pitch we're seeing the benefits of that and his you know his cross to Sadi Amani for for the fourth goal was was a great example of that and I think um, we I think we will continue to see Jordan Henderson playing a, a key role in the run-in for this season 
um, and I think he's he's stepped up in the last you know since probably since the Southampton game. I actually think looking back on it, that Southampton game was really pivotal for for Liverpool, both in terms of Naby Keita's performance, Mo Salah's goal, John Henderson's performance. Um, I think actually if we do it, go up, go on and, and win the league, if Man City kind of drops some points, I think that Southampton game away from home where we conceded early and we needed to dug, dig deep, I think actually it was one of the one of our more impressive performances and one of the ones that I think has been used as a catalyst. Um, so as we do uh, with all episodes, guys, we end with a shout out to Klopp. And the shout out to Klopp this week is about, um, he mentioned in the game and in, in his post-conference, post-match uh, conference with Sky Sports that, um, you know, Mane and Salah are kind of running around and, and you know, that's something he needs to work on to control with the players and stuff. And, um, you know, that yes, there will be some rotation over the next uh, couple of games. But the one thing that I thought was really important out of, out of this game um, was the fact that we kept, you know, our pedal to the metal and we kept, our, we kept going and we kept producing chances. And that winning mentality is I think will serve us really well um, and the reason I say that is because we we know to, to to achieve what we want to achieve and the double is still possible for us that we need to win every single game and that winning mentality is something that gets stronger the more you kind of re- realize it and believe it and exercise it and the more that we keep winning and we keep winning you know in, in a way that we want to win then that really helps the players, the coaches, the fans, everyone's mentality. And I think that's really important. Um, going into the Barcelona game, for example, you know, Barcelona la- Barcelona wrapped up the La Liga uh, title this weekend. And in that kind of league game in between the Champions League semifinals, they will be, you know, they, I'm sure they will rest a lot of players and they will, um, you know, just, you know, not necessarily put as much intensity into that game, uh, you know, as we will be in our Newcastle game, knowing we have to win. And yes, the flip side to this argument is tiredness and fatigue and, um, you know, all that sort of stuff. But I think at the same time, I think having a team and a unit that knows that knows it can win, that is confident in itself um, and can keep kind of producing results, I think is incredibly important, which is why I think Klopp will obviously rotate the squad, you know, a couple of players here and there over the next couple of games. But I do very much expect him to stick to a core kind of group of players um, because I think I think Klopp very much believes in the momentum um, kind of aspect of this, and uh, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how it pans out. Um, obviously, next up for Liverpool in the Champions League is Barcelona. Uh, it'll be a huge game at the New Camp. Um, you know, Tottenham went there and did pretty well. Man United did there and did shockingly. So it'll be interesting to see how the game pans out. Um, yeah, it, it will just be really interesting. I have no idea how it will, how it will go. Um, I think we definitely have the tools to cause them problems, but um, you know they they have Messi, so <laughs> they have the tools to cause us problems. Um, so that should be a very interesting match. And the next up in the Premier League for us is Newcastle on Saturday evening. Uh, that will be a tough game. Obviously, City haven't been Burnley as well. Um, you know they still they still the equation's still simple for them, and you know the equation's still simple for us. If we want any chance of winning the league, we've got to win our last two. Um, remaining uh, Premier League games so uh, yeah it'll be interesting to see kind of how it how it kind of goes and how it ends um, obviously the, the Barcelona result um, will will depend on kind of the team we play against Newcastle you know if it doesn't go so well and but I think as long as we're in the tie coming into the second leg at Anfield I think we will have a chance 
Um, so yeah, be interesting to see how it goes. This is a, a big, big week for Liverpool. Uh, a big fortnight even, you know, huge games coming up and, um, you know, it could decide whether we, you know, win no trophies this season or we win, we win two trophies this season, two of the biggest trophies. So, yeah, it's a huge week. Um, so keep subscribed to the podcast. Uh, I will be doing uh, just reviews of the Premier League games, but obviously I'll kind of be touching on the Champions League just because it kind of impacts the Premier League also. But um, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this one and I'll catch you again on another episode. <laughs>